Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Fun with Dumb. Uh, I'm feeling good and excited about our guest today. He is a good friend of mine and um, has accomplished some amazing things in the past few years, particularly for the Asian community, the Asian entertainment community for music. And um, his name is Sean Miyashiro. He is the founder of 88 Rising, a record label um they're just like a content creating machine um and globally you know they've set up shop in china korea philippines a lot of uh, southeast asia all over the world and um really kind of um led this movement with asian artists asian american musicians so without further ado we got sean miyashiro here what's good brother what's up sean how you doing man how you doing bro good to see you man good good like yeah, man, this is a yeah, bro. Thank you for doing this, man. I know you keep a very low, mysterious profile, <laughs> but I, I really appreciate you doing this. And because um, you know, I I've, I feel like when I did a Google search on you, you had a couple interviews, like a lot of written interviews, um, a couple of video pieces. Um, but I wanted to kind of go in depth as homies, you know, because uh, we've known each other for a few years now. Um, pre-88 rising yeah. and I, I realized like a lot of soju. we've hung out a, a lot, lot of soju. What I, yeah a lot of soju a lot of k-town nights <laughs> um but i realized i didn't i didn't i don't know too much about like kind of your origins so i kind of wanted to start there first of all man how are you doing during the pandemic oh man it's um i mean it's a, it's been a crazy year right uh but hopefully the world can come out out the other end uh in a better spot but yeah man i mean we're just riding with with the times but i think that you know collectively the, the the company the artists you know we all kind of just roll with it and i think um you know we've been able to actually you know do what we were, were trying to do uh through digital means and stuff like that so yeah man i mean it's it, everybody's going through it but all in all i can't complain man i'm, I'm more more excited about what we're doing than ever nice yeah. nice um i wanted to ask you so sean you're 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 half japanese half korean yep is that right yes. yeah yeah half japanese half korean and you're from the bay area yep san jose california san jose california san ho um which has actually has a lot of asian big asian tons man too, right? tons yeah i mean it's uh i see a lot of similarities between i would say san jose and southern california you know like the the asian american experience really it's like there's tons of you know vietnamese filipino korean uh doesn't seem like there's a lot of japanese people anywhere in america that's what i that's what i've noticed man it's like where we're all the japanese americans at but uh aren't they in like torrance or something or like gardena i don't know man like is it you would know more than me yeah, I mean, I didn't particularly grow up with a lot of Japanese, which is, um, I mean, I guess in Southern Cali, I didn't know where they were. I think really, there, you know? there's a lot of them in Hawaii, man. Hawaii is where, 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 Hawaii. where they're all posted up. True. Yeah, man. So, like, let me let me start from the roots. Like, how do you particularly, like, get into music? Uh, I mean, as a teenager, but I know you did some other, you did, like, event organizing too, right, early on? Yeah, man. I mean, I used to throw events quite a bit when I was just young, just like you know when you when you when you're a promoter or you organize an event you know typically you kind of actually like you know that that's where you learn quite a bit because your own your own kind of money reputation all this stuff is on the line really even though it's like local you know so 
Um, you learn a lot though. You, you know, you got to promote, you got to market, you got to do all these different things. And yeah, I used to throw a lot of events. I used to manage a nightclub. I managed two nightclubs when I was like 20 years old, bro. Like just managed a nightclub. Like what kind of nightclub was, was it? Like an Asian club or legal, what? But, uh, I did. <laughs> and, uh, I would, I would bring in like a lot of, a lot of artists, um, that I just like, just like, you know, San Jose kind of lacked, uh, any real cultural like place of gathering, you know, even though there's a lot, there, and San Jose is a really big city, you know, um, and there's a lot of great people, a lot of great people interested in cool things. And so I just really took a lot of time and I enjoyed just putting on events where people that liked, you know, specific type of music, specific type of art to just come together and just even like be together, you know, so. That was a big that was a big part of like my early 20s. Um, I used to throw a lot of events at my school, San Jose State University. Um, and I even threw like, you know, African American like Greeks uh, step shows. I swear to God, I used to oh, I wow. used to put step on shows. step shows, bro. Stomp the yard. Oh, bro. Stomp the yard. It was I, when I first saw a step performance, I like I became obsessed with it. I I I would like order videos and shit. <laughs> Just watching people do step. Like the full-on scene. Oh, that's crazy. Like, and when mixtapes of, like, step videos. <laughs> I was the only Asian person there. I was, I, and, like, uh, it was fu- it would be funny because there, there would always be hosts of these events. And they would always, like, in the intros, they would all, they'd always, like, make fun of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it was fine. Um, but, yeah, man, I would just throw a ton of events. Like, you know, all, all different types. And so... Um, it was a really great experience, and then I and then I dropped out. <laughs> you dropped out of college? I did. I didn't finish. Yeah, I used to. Why? Um, I think like I just I just started like uh, becoming a little. I, I kind of gained some traction, I guess, with like some of the events that I was doing, and I just like was like it just took me that way, you know. So I used to like drive around in the parking lot, uh, go to go trying to go to class. And I wouldn't find parking, and then I just bounced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I probably didn't even drop out. I probably got kicked out. Who knows? One of the two. Wait, so why, why did, you, why were you organizing shows in general? You just wanted to see more of the type of music and performers that were lacking. Or exactly, what? and and it's this type of stuff that I liked. You know, like bringing like Questlove or like Z Trip or the Clips to San Jose. Like you know, Zion. A lot of the Bay Area rap. I just wanted to bring that to like, cause I wanted to see it too, you know? And I think that a lot of people really appreciated that. And like just me and like close circle of friends of mine just built a little crew and we just kept throwing these events and um, it was really dope. And then we started getting bigger and we started throwing our own music festivals. Uh, even though they were so unorganized, man, like I, they were just like, it was a shit show. Like I would try to throw like, 12 hour fest music festivals and but it was fun man it was it was just like it was just like being young and trying things and like the passion was always like really um just really naturally there you know like i just love bringing people together um it was it was a it was a, it was a dope time what what happened like after you dropped out of ice? I'm um, dropped out of college. Like, what did you get into? Did you get into um like what what was your job? Actually, you know, like when I dropped out, I wouldn't say I dropped out. I I I think I took a semester off and I never went back. You know, that's that's kind of what happened. But I don't know, man. I think that like when I was in my early twenties, um, 
even though I was doing a lot of things that I personally loved, um, you know, like having um, Asian, you know, two Asian parents that like really worked hard to kind of provide a foundation and, a, and an opportunity to succeed. <clears throat> I certainly wasn't going down that, you know, proposed path, you know, like um, my parents would often worry. I didn't have, you know, I wasn't in school. So, and I would kind of like growing up too, you, I had a lot of um, Asian American friends that, you know, studied their asses off um, and, you know, all went off to like really good schools and stuff like that. So I was kind of like the only dude that was kind of left in the city. And I was, I was, I was worried. I was, I was kind of like, I would always kind of wonder what I was going to be and what I was going to do. And if, um, frankly, if I would ever amount to anything, you know, like I would just, I was, I remember like working at a, a restaurant and, uh, you know, like, have you ever worked at a restaurant, bro? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, like, Waiter, host, server, all that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're probably the chef, like all that. But you know how, like, after you're done with working at, like, uh, after a shift how tired your body is your body is just so sore because you're up the whole time and uh <clears throat> excuse me and like i remember just like every single time i'm off a shift i would just sit in my car because it's the first time i'm sitting down in like eight hours and I, every single day i would just be like damn like i'm tired as fuck am i ever gonna be shit you know and so that was that was a you know, all those times, and we've all kind of been through those times, um, those times of like doubt, wondering, anxiousness. Um, those were really important times too, because it kind of forced me to like really hustle. Like I, I, I remember my, you know, you could ask my parents, like I would always do so many jobs to make money. You know, like I don't care if I was like a newspaper boy or I'm not kidding. I was like a newspaper boy. I was like, I would just take, do a lot of jobs just to like, you know, make as much money as I could. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I forgot the fucking question too. Sorry. Oh yeah. No, no. I was just saying like kind of what you got into, were you doing like organizing full time? Like what were you trying to transition into? Did you, did you oh, work right. some like, yeah, like actually like a lot of the, the work that I was doing, you know, it's like bringing together artists and art and support and trying to give like local artists or bring, bring national artists to the Bay. And it, it was all, like the like-mindedness like the natural extension to that is just like more so helping people so i actually worked my first full-time jobs i believe were like two nonprofit organizations one was for like um like teaching uh teaching like just like underperforming elementary schools you know there was a bunch of um elementary schools that were like in um you know, just kind of underperforming on like the testing scores. So like I did that for a while, like tutoring the kids on, you know, helping them like perform better on the test and stuff like that. All the way to, you know, another like nonprofit um, uh, in San Francisco. So like, you know, that was like, I was, I was really just really trying to, trying to help people at the time. And then, you know, the organizing of events kept going and uh, eventually like, you know, companies like, you know, who were trying to align themselves, I guess you could say, with, with culture, like Red Bull and Toyota Sign, if you remember yeah. that. You know, those guys just started hitting me up, trying to do bigger stuff. And, and that's kind of how I, you know, started to understand the connectivity between how a brand, like a multinational brand or a global brand like Red Bull with, you know, such big aspirations. But 
they always wanted to do a lot of things with authenticity. I was, I was getting hit up by a lot of random companies to just do things, but you know, Red Bull and companies like that who really start to employ people from, you know, the music space or the art space, like just so that they can come at it with, you know, a point of view that actually is going to help the artist. you know, um, I really appreciated that. And they, they actually taught me the importance of that. And, um, you know, even through Red Bull, like, I don't know if you heard of the Red Bull Music Academy, but like, um, yeah, of course. you know, the Red Bull Music Academy was really dope because they, they flew all, all these people from around the world, people who in their local cities were really trying to bring communities together, just like I was. And um, we all kind of met in Philadelphia, I remember. And I remember meeting Diplo there. And this is when he was like, he was just like really early on in his career. Um, all these amazing people from around the world, Berlin, Sydney, Australia, Tokyo. And, you know, these are people that have really actually uh, kept close relationships with um, over the past 10 years and really has helped me um, in specific projects and things of that nature. So it was really, that, that all those things kind of, kind of culminated into, I guess, what you can see now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about like the blog that you started um, prior to like selling. It was an EDM blog, right? Oh, um, it was a it was a it was a content platform with Vice called Thump. Yeah, yeah. So you started this website Thump, and it was focused on EDM, right? It's, it's focused on dance music. Like I personally like yeah. EDM is a you know I mean shout out shout out to EDM you know but like EDM is kind of like that that whole thing. I really like, like, like dance music, dance music. So, um, you know, yeah, I started that with, with, uh, the homies advice. I learned a shitload there because look, like during that time, vice was like killing it on all angles in terms of like their creativity and content, um, their innovation, you know, they, they got like HBO shows and stuff like that. And I was able to work with, you know, the top guys over there. And um, they were kind of like, it was interesting because like the, the homies that I was working with on my end, you know, they had all the artists, you know, they, they, they were managing or representing all the artists in the dance music space. Vice had obviously the best content capabilities, like really a strong understanding of media, um, a global kind of reach. So they were just like, look, yeah. we don't know anything about dance music. But we know that this shit is big. You guys have all yeah. the artists. You guys know everything about dance music. Let's just create this thing together. And it was really dope because I was able to work with like the chief content officer, Tom Punch, who's like my friend to this day, and um, even Andrew Cry. All these, all these people who were shaping this such an innovative media company, and they taught me a lot. You know, they probably thought I was like super. They probably thought I was a dumbass because, I could, but I had to learn yeah, yeah, like yeah. really fast, like how how um how like business how strong business mind can actually help you know move um what you want in terms of supporting the culture supporting the artists forward you know that all of a lot a lot of the times like a lot of these things have to align or things are just going to fall off the rails you know yeah you know i, I so i was going to ask you so going into that venture i know like when i met you it was was it like pretty much right after like you you left that venture particularly? No, I was actually in LA. I remember this. Like, um, Vice has an office in Venice, and um, yeah. 
I would go out there because I was working on this like new project for them. Um, frankly speaking, I had zero interest in what I was working on at the time. And uh, I was just thinking like, you know, I was kind of losing a little bit of passion for um, what I was kind of working on every day. And I was like, look, like, and, and I would, you know, I don't know how we started hanging out. We just started like, I'm not sure what the genesis of it all was. Do you remember? Yeah, it was I, It was just like a mutual friend who was telling uh, me like, you, you, there was a, there was a dude who's like trying to start up like a whole management company or a label, um, focusing on Asian artists. And he, you know, I think that's how he set up the intro. And then, uh, we just like grab a drink or something. And then you were like kind of going into this vision of what you were trying to build, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and this was prior to the, like the name 88 rising or what it was really. Um, cause originally like, I mean, you're doing you're doing that now, but it focused. It, it wasn't necessarily focused on just music. Right, right, right. At first, like, uh, like, you know, I think the genesis of a lot of this was, you know, us hanging out and like, you know, even like your circle of, of just people that would just hang out with you, were just also talented. You know, like like in their own right. Like you had the dope illustrator here. You had the dope director here. You had like actress you know like like aquafina like i remember like yeah yeah she i remember one time she was like in the back of a camry with zoe you know like just rolling around <laughs> right like it's yeah, like yeah. we're just like at the, like four years four years later it's like look look at everything now it's pretty crazy to to really think about but at the time dude i didn't have a plan i didn't have any like nothing was was super tangible we were just kind of figuring things out writing things as we go and the just the concept was and the dream was just like look like at the time there was no crazy rich age there was there wasn't there wasn't anything to really look to and in terms of music um and the t type of music that you and i probably like the only kind of representation in in from an asian perspective was korean pop music you know and um right which right. is which is which is which is dope and, and all good in its own right. But I think that like, you know, we didn't really have anything to look to. And I think uh, we just wanted to try. Like my whole thing was, how can we just build an, something on the internet um, that, can, that can really celebrate a lot of the, the Asian talent, even just people that we know. And I remember you showing- Did you me, feel like something yeah. was- did you feel like something was actually like brewing though? Because the one thing that I find interesting is like, like we were talking about even early on when we're hanging out and there were the Aquafinas and even Asian talent that was just about to kind of spark off, but it felt like everything was kind of happening at the same time. Yeah. You know, while you were conceiving this, it was like Crazy Rich Asians was in the works too, you know? Like, um, why in particular did you, I, I know you were passionate about it, but did you also feel like there was this kind of wave coming? Uh, you know, I, dude, I mean, I think that the one thing that I, I didn't, I didn't know that a wave was coming at all. You know, I, I, I think that I, I just knew that I was going to try to be a part of that and try to push and do what I can, which, which to me, like was nothing either. You know what I mean? Like a lot of yeah. things had to go right. And I think, um, to your point, like, I remember, uh, I was sitting with you one day and you're like, Sean, check this out. It's just literally something simple because bro, you, you've told me to check a lot of things out like tons of things yeah, like yeah. shit every day um and it's like you, you know you showed me keith you know keith's itchy mod video and um like i mean it was it was it was totally 
it was totally different. It's something as a feeling. Here's a dope thing yeah. about working with you is that when I show you certain things, like you're like, let's go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it was like I showed you the Keith video early on and you were just like, next thing you know, the day after, like we're on a fucking FaceTime call with That's him. right. You know what I'm saying? We're like on a FaceTime call with him. We're like, yo, let's do like let's let's do the remix, let's put the single out, whatever. And I think that's the part of like what how what ADH built's been great is like you when you know you talk about these things but you act, actually execute it. You're like, let's go, like let's go full speed on them. Which is a lot of there was a lot of risks taken early on in that department too. I remember, yeah. you know, because it wasn't like mad funding was there or not but these were ideas like you know we were particularly excited about. right right i mean and then that's that's the whole thing it's just like the excitement of it all this the the energy of it all like just pushed us to do it it's not like i had the master plan at any moment at any time even with like even when you showed me keith's video the only natural next step is like yo we 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 really like this there's something there's something dope here like, how can we yeah. just try to help it? It's never, just never to approach an artist and be like, or something that's happening and be like, yo, dude, we got to do all this shit, like, so far into the future. It's just like, the the thing that I think 88 Rising, um, a big part of the early on success was just like, what is the next thing that we can do? What's the next thing that we can do naturally? And um, that's yeah. how I think we've built like or i built like a lot of um the relationships with each artist like oh shit damn <laughs> a full on alarm now. all good yeah so like uh the whole thing the whole the whole approach with every single artist is just like yo let's let's build a friendship and a relationship and then like let's just like let me understand like what you naturally want to do what your vision is and like try to move you to the next step you know i'm just like a facilitator you know yeah, um, before we continue, I just want to tell everybody in the chat and on the Discord, if you want to ask a question, like in about like 20, 30 minutes, we're going to go into some questions so you guys can actually call in and ask any questions. I know I get DMs like every day from some like young Asian kid like sending me a SoundCloud link being like, yo, how do I get on 88 Rising? And so I, this is your chance to ask any question, not to play your SoundCloud link, but just to ask any question. Um, that you have maybe about the industry or about the label um, or or put it in the chat too and I'll ask these questions and um, I'll say I'll ask the questions from the chat to Sean um, but I want to particularly ask so you know as you were building artists to artists like you know from Keith um, early on with me and Josh and just building the roster right like was it particularly like did you see it from like song to song perspective as to like artist to artist? Like how do you view like what kind of artists might fit in right with what you're trying to build? Um, that's a good question because it's um it's 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 evolved and changed over time. You know, now as I speak to you now, like my filter for who I would personally be excited to work with is very different. You know, like um hmm before it was kind of like just everything was really organic you know like oh even the way that you know you know you introduced me to brian um how we met joji through josh um all these different things um it was all just kind of like just degrees of separation like law of attraction type right. shit you know and so but now like you know as you, as you just said you know 
we come across artists in so many ways, in so many different scenarios, bro. Even even to an extent of like somebody sending a SoundCloud link. Like for real, there's been right. artists that in the past year, and trust me, I get like thousands of those, you know, a week. I get a lot of fucking right. just, you know, just emails of like you know, song yeah. submissions and stuff. And that and that's beautiful. And it's, and you know, it's impossible to open them all, right? But I do open a lot of them. I try to open, and, and sometimes for whatever reason, when I'm like in my inbox, like I, I look at, you know, I look at a specific email headline or something and I so happen to open it. And what's crazy is some of these things have just transpired into like, you know, somebody doing th- something with us. So there's just a lot of different ways, but I think that the, the there's three main factors that I, that I kind of really, that are really important to me now, which is that the artist has such a specific vision of where they want to go from a personal artist perspective, their artistry, their sound, and what they want to represent. And um, one of the most important things, to be honest, is like, if I personally can work with them, you know, like, right, if, if I, if, um, if I really will enjoy spending a lot of time talking to them and working with them, because like, people don't know, like, you know, this, and, and I didn't know this either. And I, I remember people always <laughs> yeah, saying I, music is the hardest um, business or industry to make it in. And, dude, I fully 1,000% buy into that shit. <laughs> I really, really I, I know for sure when you, when you jumped into managing multiple artists, like, I was there for that process, too. And I know it was such a difficult process because you're not only working with artist types you know artists have a type they could be very scatterbrained and also young people Mm. you know um it there could be a lot of clash there with stubbornness or whatnot and working with any role on your team you have to be able to work with each other and let down egos and and just be able to endure that so i know you've experienced kind of that struggle of learning how to do that oh absolutely absolutely and you know like it takes a certain type of person to be on the other side of the artist too, you know? And, um, yeah, you know, I think that, uh, and look, like I, I'm still learning, bro. I'm learning a lot and, um, I'm trying to improve all the time, especially like, but you know, um, I have to say that it's been really good. You know, like, I think that each artist's relationship is different. It's like having, it's like having like, you know, each of them is like, you're in a relationship with like straight up, you know what I mean? Like, right. right. Everybody's so different. <laughs> And um, you can't treat everybody the same. And like, you know, everybody needs like the nurturing and the photos, the right photosynthesis so that they can be success successful. And so, um, right. Yeah, man. But but the one thing I have to say about um, all the 88 Rising artists is that like there's a true love between all of us. You know, like we 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 not only personally really appreciate and respect each other, but we all know that collectively combined on some like Voltron, like Avengers shit that we know exactly, I think more now than ever of what we represent. You know, I think that it's taken a while to even realize that and that's fine, but we realize that. But I think that with this comes, you know, a lot of responsibility, a lot of, um, a lot of drive and push to be better, be more creative, like just, just push ourselves, you know, in every single way possible. And uh, I think that's I think that's something that we all really um, believe right now. 
What's the what's the third thing? You said there was like three things. Well, I think it was like being <laughs> I think like uh well, I think that each artist needs to have a very clear vision of where where they want to be and and number 2, the the number 2, well the third thing, the last thing always is can I work with them? I think maybe we skip number 2, which is um I think that like uh they need to have a very clear even differentiation from other artists. Like they all have to be mm-hmm. like they all have to have their own special powers. You know, I don't want to, and this is like, this is facts. Like I don't want to have, uh, two, uh, two of the same type of type of artists that make the same type of music, you know? Um, I just, it's not fun for me. Yeah. 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 No, I get it. I mean, I want to talk particularly about like these, like two big artists you have on the roster uh joji and rich right because they come from these very different genre worlds originally you know like very internet heavy you know i remember when i met joji with you you know i I knew him as his internet persona on youtube and getting from there that like internet persona to like where he is now as like a literally certified like pop star dude you know like numbers wise and all that like that's something that it's like going into that and investing the time to build build that and kind of find the sound right it was it pretty casual with someone like joji in particular yeah i mean joji's a genius and he's a he's a super special person and artist and like like that's why so many people love him you know i think that he has a natural kind of magnetic uh, personality and like artistry that people just you know gravitate towards, and so it's been it's been a pretty seamless. Um, it just it just we just go, you know, and like his yeah. album's coming out, and um, I'm super excited about it. Everybody's super excited about, it, and I think it's going to be a huge step. You know, so one of the questions here that got kind of um, pinned was how do you draw the line between being a friend and being a manager? And to me, that's an interesting question because it seems like you give a lot of freedom, right, as a manager um, to let artists do things artistically. But I've worked at you before, and you are very vocal, too, about ideas and the creative. Yeah. Uh, of, like, when something you're not feeling or whatnot, you'll give your input. Like, how does that – how do you balance that kind of input? I think that the good part about it is – and look, like, bro, like, we've – not everything is perfect, right? Like, you know, some sometimes we'll just not agree, you know, but um, most of the time what's, what's what I think like the foundation of it all is again, like there's a trust and there's a foundation between all of us and that I just personally want the best for them. It's not about, it's not about anything else, but like them because, and, and to do that, you got to know what they want. You got to go back to like, Hey, what exactly do you want? And, um, you know, something is not going to be, is not going to get them to that point, maybe even set them back a little bit. You know, I'm going to call it out for sure. But yeah, man, I mean, uh, other than that, usually, um, usually there's, there's just a, there's like, people just know that I want the best for them. And it's cool because they want the best for me too, you know, and like, we're all together. And so, I mean, I know that it sounds really lofty and like, you know, like everything is like, like peaches and cream and stuff like that. But like, that's how it really is. You know, it's just like, we're very, we're just like really like a bunch of normal friends type of thing. Is It has the, like the mission statement of like 88 rising from when you guys, when you first started 
to what it is now changed just because of what landscape and the role like Asians have now in, in the entertainment landscape? Yeah, I think that before um, it was kind of like, how do we get how do we get to be more visible? You know, how, how can we yeah. and, and to do that, like so many things have to go right. Like like you got to make good shit, first of all. Right. Like nobody's going to care about you. You're not making anything that resonates with them, you know, and so, um, you know, that started happening and that was hard enough. But like, so that was kind of like phase one of it all. And when everything started happening and then 88 Rising kind of had this, you know, like a lot of people, you know, really want uh, 88 Rising to to keep keep going, you know, like get better. And so, and, and it's, and it started to mean a lot to people. So I think that now, just over time, naturally, like in our evolution, we just, we just want to make sure that like, um, one of the big things is like bringing people to understand each other more because right me as an asian american like bro like i before meeting brian i didn't know what i i, I heard of indonesia but i didn't know <laughs> what an indonesia <laughs> yeah, yeah. looks like i don't know what the language right. sounds like bro i don't know shit you know what i mean and right. i think that not like it's just it's just it's just a like a small example of the amount that we don't know about each other and our experiences, our history, the intricacies, the intricacies, and there's so much to unpack, right? And in, in every single dynamic yeah. between each other. And so I think that, first of all, we need to keep learning. We always need to keep learning and, and you know, be, be, uh, and receive information and all that good stuff. But like, I think that for us, we just want to, kind of do things to provide openings opening of the heart yeah. to even like come closer together and i think that like i'll give you an example yeah. i'll give you an example um like look like we you and i like love hip-hop music we grew up on hip-hop music and hip-hop is obviously becoming such a you know it's such a large global genre right you know people people are loving it from around the world but I think that so many people in Asia, like our audience, uh, which we have a very large Asian audience that are in Asia, a lot of them have never been to America. You know, they only experience what America could be like through the internet, through music, through movies. So I think that one thing that we really wanna do, you know, as hip hop continues to evolve, is we wanna make sure that people understand those trailblazers who actually really helped evolve the genre to where it is today and 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 there's so many and it's that's the beauty of it all because if we can show who cool herc is his story or q-tip or uh e40 all the people from different parts of america that have like you know have their own, own yeah. point of views and their own stories and their own upbringings it's like and the, their own sounds um yeah there's just so much and we're really like and and i talked to you about this before um you know we're really trying to create this really amazing content program that we're just going to like create it with our own you know money our own time and resources but like give these people platforms so that they can tell their story and when you're a kid in jakarta indonesia that loves hip-hop but you have no idea who q-tip is or you know you like right. it's like or krs1 or any of these guys it's like yeah. Hopefully you can understand and like be interested 
and uh, be motivated to do your own research and do more. You know, I think that. Yeah, the history is definitely important, yeah. you know, and I, I think definitely just being in a unique position to educate is great. Um, you know, just some I mean, the, the crazy thought about it is some people's introduction to hip hop will be through whether whether it's 88 rising artists or artists that aren't black or whatnot. But it's important to kind of show the roots yes. of where it came 100%. from. You know? um, 100%. I think that, yeah, I think that actually goes yeah. to show, too, that even just, you know, a younger um, a younger person in America, like if you're 20 years old, you might not know Tribe Called Quest or Nas or like you might not you might have yeah. heard of them but you not might not be super familiar and there's two things about there's two just main points about all of these amazing artists and their stories is that how they've done so much sonically to move like the sound of everything you know but yeah. also just like their own personal stories and what they're talking about in their music i think that there's so many stories that people can really get into and understand like how how drakes the drakes of the world are here you know and stuff like that so yeah. um do you do you um what was i gonna ask i was gonna ask about oh with 80 rising is, I, there's like this bittersweet feeling because there's a lot of asian artists and we encounter them every day through dms or we're sharing stuff but i do feel like maybe a lot of asian artists in general still feel like they can't get their foot in the door through like the music industry right so like you get a lot of people hitting up 88 rising because they know they specifically are like um trying to push asian music forward right do you feel that like how do you feel about the music industry in general do you feel like it's more open now i think it's more i think it's more open um i think it's still very okay. difficult but i think that right now is the most um the most like the most exciting time in music ever um because you have so much like ability to come from anywhere put up put up your music and pop off to be honest and like it's not easy but i think that you know you see latin music and how big it is it's insane bro that shit is ridiculous and it's like yeah there's just so many people making music from their own cultures. It's phenomenal. And like the more that this happens and the more kind of open the world is to, to, to listen and experience other genres of music and, you know, and artists, I think that the, that it's a great time. And if, if you're, if you're like a, an artist or you're like a small, um, if you want to work in music and you, you want to kind of do your own thing, like right now is the best time to do it. You really can. You really can do it, and I think that uh, that's proven a lot. I see so many really dope um, collectives coming from Asia that just are just creating their own wave, and like just like we did, you know. And so I think that 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 thought and um, that direction is just going to continue more and more over time. And I see just, I mean, I see stuff popping up everywhere, you know, in all these different countries, and so it's pretty exciting what's like the second wave i mean i don't know what wave at this point it is for ada rising i would say it's beyond that but like what is the next wave and kind of goals for 88 rising in general like there, you have a strong roster and I, I saw you guys are expanding into the philippines um yeah. finding talent there which is great um but is there is it just a constant flow of like okay like we it's not like you shut the gates you're constantly just finding if you find talent and that you really want to work with and you guys will work with them is that how it's working or? yeah pretty much man it's like, it goes back to the the beginning where it's like you know 
uh, it doesn't matter where you're from. Um, but like, you know, the Philippines was a really cool example of, you know, because sometimes it's good to have structure, right? So like, you know, the Philippines, um, we were lucky enough to have a company there really support us and like, like something that's more scalable so that we can have full-time people working on trying to um, find really great Filipino artists. And then once we find them, really help them and, and develop them and market them. And so um, that's been really good. But like what we're doing in the Philippines, um, we'd love to do in every single country if we can. You know, so we're trying to do that in Vietnam right now. Um, we're trying to do that in Thailand. Um, yeah. And it's it's really just going back to why 88 Rising started because, you know, it's like there's so many when 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 Brian pops off or Nikki pops off and like you know they're representing Indonesia like a lot of people start there's just a, a, a much uh, heightened like visibility of that country you know and so like yeah it, it's just like what has happened in Korea right like the the entertainment the cultural commerce of K-pop and the dramas and stuff like that bro like people are just fucking learning Korean all all over the world you know what I mean and wanting to yeah. visit Korea and so I think that um. If we can just again, it's just like opening up a gateway, and and understanding what a Vietnamese street looks like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people don't know. And so, through through music and through through video content that we can make, um, we could just open people's eyes and help people see new things. And that's that's really, I think that that's really our purpose. I think is just is just providing a gateway, a spark, and um, you know, and then have people kind of kind of hopefully appreciate it for, for for what it is let me ask you this because i know you're kind of, you're like me you know we're both asian americans from cali and like you said you know you didn't know much about indonesia until you started working with an indonesian artist and that's the same with me you know like i i, I don't i didn't know a single indonesian person until i got on a call with Brian, really you know? yeah I, yeah I have like to say I, the same bro like i don't think i've i didn't have any indonesian friends growing up i didn't i didn't know any indonesian yeah. people it's crazy yeah, and it's like my my first Indonesian friend happened to be this young kid who's like who was like 16 at the time calling from Indonesia, you know. <laughs> um but the one thing I was going to ask you is like as you get into this kind of industry music you, you've been in the music industry but it feel it feels like you started for the first time working with all these artists from different countries and kind of learning the different logistics and different ways things work right because i know when you go to korea there's a different way to conduct business oh, hell you know yeah. you go to china <laughs> and all that is there wow. talk talk a little bit about the difficulties you've had like navigating that um everybody every every country is different um and, yeah. and naturally so um but you know, I think that uh, I think that we've been super lucky, bro. Like, honestly, like people respect there's an inherent respect for what we're doing and how hard this shit is. You know, like, yeah, this shit is not easy. Like, I feel like, yes, we, we did trailblaze to a certain extent. But like, and I think that, you know, people because like when American labels step to all of these artists in Asia and, you know, these 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 big labels are capable they're super capable at working records 100 percent mm -hmm. right that's what they do but i think that when you're a manager or you're an artist talking to these cats who probably have great intentions who knows but like when they talk to us it's completely different because they know inherently why we exist why we started 
right? They right. know that, like, how it doesn't matter how well this really does. I mean, we want we we want everything to reach its potential, but like, they know that if they if they do something with us, then they're part of something that is that has a bigger that has kind of a, just a bigger meaning, I guess you could say, right? And like people, right. people really love that. And um, they know that our intentions are good. So it's like, it's a, it's always a pretty natural conversation. And then, you know, when we get into the nitty gritty of creative or things of that nature, yeah, we, we've learned a ton because there's a lot of intricate, um, you know, even relationships between countries in Asia that oh, yeah. frankly speaking yeah. as, you know, just my dumb ass, like I didn't know so much, right? No, I know because we're just like, music is universal, <laughs> which it yeah, is. Right. I mean, it is universal. If good music is good music, but I think a lot of people don't realize it is really hard to work with multiple, like a roster of people coming from all different places around the world mm -hmm. because different places have different ethics and business conduct and things you can do and you can't right do. right right um i i think people would be really surprised to know like a lot of how that operates Yo, it's you it's know? hard and 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 frankly speaking like we we consistently learn the hard way <laughs> like consistently <laughs> yeah, right. that 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 doesn't stop that's that's a constant is like learning the hard way all the time um yeah. but thank god it's just like you know it, once you learn you learn and 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 um you know, there's there's a lot of uh, I would say, I'll say this. Um, Korean, let's talk about let's talk about Korea real quick because because right. because you know we're starting to just organically have um, Korean artists hit us up and and wanting to work with us. Um, you know, they're fucking with what we're doing. They love the artists and and like and they're big, you know. And um, yeah, but you know, I think that they're so good. At what they do bro like they make amazing music they know how to market shit they know how to present stuff yeah. so sometimes when i'm talking to them and and you know like for me and you know me like i don't like working on shit if i'm not like help, super working on it and influencing what the fuck is happening right um yeah. and so damn i'm just like dude am i like what am i doing here? <laughs> you know sometimes because because they're already coming from a background they know what of, they're doing they're really yeah really good. they're coming from already like they've already gone through how to market albums the crazy music videos so you're like oh, okay it feels a little like a lot of pressure right a lot of pressure. I'm I'm what can i add here you know <laughs> right right but right. like it's cool man like i think that the one thing that certainly you know if like I think that like we always love making music, you know, with with artists, and so like you know that's been a good process. But you know, there's things that we got to learn too, you know, like and and hopefully we can also teach everybody of like how because because you know the the thing that's on everybody's mind is how do we get bigger in the world, you know, like how do we yeah. get bigger in America, and typically a lot of the times uh, the barometer of success for a lot of these artists is like yo. I need to get on late night television, like get, get me on Jimmy Kimmel or I need to be on yeah. like some Buzzfeed listicle or some shit, you know? And it's like, dog, that <laughs> shit doesn't mean anything, bro. Like, right, you know what right. I mean? Like the shit that means something is when your song pops off and people like replay your song because they love it, you know? And like, they love you as an artist and what you, you know, whatever you make them feel. And so, but I think that's what people respect about 88 rising is, is not even, I think of course 
the music is so great, but originally when you see the roots of ADA Rising, you guys were kind of the outcasts. Like if you look at the roster of kids, right? Like Joji, this weird internet kid coming in. Rich Brian, this young teenager from Indonesia who grew up on the internet. The higher brothers that looks like their own cart, like their own anime. You know what I'm saying? Like I think something about that people are drawn to because it seems so like non-contrived where a lot of the music industry, um, uh, you know, has a lot of these, you know, I, I hate using the word plants or whatever, but it's just like, you know, there's a, there's a system that was implemented from the beginning of like how artists get, built. Mm. you know yeah, what I mean? It's true. So it's true. I, I think that that's why, yeah. like, that's why we're here, bro, is because like, you can't fake, you know, doing shit naturally and like organically and like it coming from like a place of just purity. You can't fake that shit. Yeah. And so like, I think that, you know, like, people see it and it is what it is like that because that is what it is and I think that right now like the big thing that we kind of face because we're at this point and you know we have all this we, we just push ourselves to make the best music and the best stuff but like from like a plant like like the, the how the how music works I've had to learn quite a bit and and I would say we're still at the bottom of the mountain, you know, like looking up because we don't have straight up like how, how music works in this day and age is like all those playlists that you see on Spotify, all the radio, all, all the radio say every, every, all the, all the pipes of distribution. It's all controlled by the majors, bro. That shit is real. And, um, it's controlled by the major labels. And, uh, I'm not saying that's bad or good, but it's definitely it makes it harder if you're not in those systems, you know, like those guys yeah. got those guys got real estate. They got real estate where it's like that, I think that's the thing that people don't realize because they think the industry's changed so much where it's like the people have the power, which is true, but there are still outlets that are controlled by majors like you just said, Yeah, right? it's true to a certain extent, right? Like you yeah. can you can you can create a wave and like um, pop off, which which a lot of things have happened, and and those are the best artists because when they when they um, when people love them for who they are, that's the, that's the strongest connection, you know, like like all the stuff that happened yeah. in South Florida, that whole wave, you know, in, in hip hop, that that shit was just yep. that shit was just them, and the people find them first before the majors. Do. That's right, that's right, yeah. and and what ends up happening though is. You know, you got the major just coming in and like they see this stuff bubbling. They say, hey, yo, like we're going to give you all the creative control. And then they, you know, they offer probably a gazillion dollars to to these artists. What ends up happening is like at a certain extent, I think that artists feel like they have to, you know, be with those people. They have to go with the majors because how long can they sustain like this um, this natural kind of traction that they have? And, um, you know, I think, uh, I think the artists that have, that have really sustained, uh, their own followings and their own success year over year is very few, man. Like it's, it's, it's not, yeah. it's not common, you know, it's way more common for people to fall off and, you know, have six yeah. months and, and then it's like, well, yo, where is this dude? You know, there's so many. And so, yeah, man. And, and it doesn't, and, and also it doesn't even matter if you're with a major, cause that can happen to you and. Thus, that's why music is just inherently so difficult. But I think that yeah. I don't really pay attention to much of that. Like I understand that, and I'm and I'm aware. But like mm -hmm. I love I love what we have. 
like and then my whole thing and i always talk to you about this is how important it is it's been so fucking hard to get here bro like in so yeah. many ways like in all ways and we yeah. had to learn a lot of things and i think that we're, we're much better for it and we have a very clear vision of where we want to go for the future but like the whole thing is protect our magic we want to protect what we have we want to protect it right. you know like from a business perspective because dude every single major label has hit me up a billion times you know like trying right. to do xyz right. up and down the block and um dude again everything is just we want to protect ourselves we want to protect our magic you know, we want to be able to no, do sure. what the fuck we want to do at all times and and it's crazy because nowadays as soon as you start getting notoriety, you have the love, you have the hate. It's just every day just protecting that energy from ill intentions, you know? Yeah, what I mean? dude, it's tiring, bro. Like I like but I you know, obviously, you know, you either you either you either succumb to all that or you 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 fucking fight through it, you know? And so you just keep pushing. You gotta keep pushing, yeah. you have to, and like the 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 Cause I know that like this is a thing, right? It's like we want to be able to keep going so that we could just go to the next step. It's all just how how can we how can we just keep going to the next step? Because we're not we have so much that we want to do, right? And so that's the whole thing, man. You you know you're aware. It's like it's all just like how do we move to the next step? That's why we don't you don't see us do all this like crazy ass shit. And like I'm not you know. I'm not like all over the internet all the time. It's like, you know, we just want to just do do things our own way, really. Well, let me ask you these couple. I have a couple of questions here from the chat. Um, from, this is from Turtle Duck. He says, when it comes to tapping into the Asian market, particularly China and Korea, is there pressure to censor some of the content? Yes, there is. Because, you know, they just they just they just don't allow it. <laughs> I mean, there's no really there's no fucking way around it. It's like it depends, right? It's like, look, if if we have a if we have an artist that just wants to say whatever they want at all times, then and and I liked that particular artist and I want to work with that artist, yeah. and you know, I'm not gonna stop him for, or him or her to, from doing that, you yeah. know. But like, in our case, um, yeah, like our artists want to have influence they want to be big they want their music to be heard so they don't want to just be fucking they don't want to get have their stuff not being able to even purely be experienced on like these platforms yeah. and stuff like that you know so 100 that's that's kind of what it is i i think a lot of these artists you know younger artists will realize it does get difficult when you start becoming a professional musician and artist there are a lot of hurdles of course like you should continue to be the truest honest version of yourself but it's just the price you pay with this kind of professional level of like becoming a musician or artist, right? Like you have to, whether it's visuals, global, try to get your thing, get things globally. There are rules uh, at certain places, <laughs> and it's hard to get around those rules. One hundred percent, you know. And 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 also, there's there's a rules, and I don't think that that is the. You you make a great point, but I don't think that that's the driving factor of the artists like evolving it's more so yeah. them evolving as people and what they want to talk about is also changing like brian might want to talk about you know a girl or something like that or how he's feeling in a relationship or his talk yeah. about his family or whatever like that's what's like the artists are writing about 
stuff that that is just inspiring to them and that's i'm not saying that that's any that's anything you know special to to the 88 rising guys but you know they're just not they're just not out there like you know talking about you know shit that might get frowned upon (laughs) i guess you could say for the sake of it yeah i mean it doesn't seem like in general they're like trying to do that and you're like chill out right (laughs) but but uh there's another question here from josh does sean feel pressure as one of the most prolific driver and tastemakers for asian american content is there an element of greater purpose beyond art i mean like absolutely you know because and it already is it already is that and i think that even in the beginning when we started like we just we would work with a lot of um all people you know like rap like and and that's that's gonna that that same thought is is uh continue to this day to where it's like we just want to be able to utilize our platform to to be able to bring people closer together understand each other get educated a little bit more and i think that that's our role you know i don't think that you know it's it's we're, we're ever going to change the universe but it's like and that's not you know but it's like if we can help people kind of understand each other their upbringings their different um their different journeys yeah. that's the thing that i think that we can do and that's kind of where you know as an example the the whole program that we're we're doing um around just like hip hop culture the trailblazers giving them the platform to to speak about their own journeys like all that stuff it's going to allow people to understand more but also like get into the music more so there's like all these things that, that hopefully um happen off the back of all of this and so you know these that's just like yeah. one example of, of something that we're doing beyond you know just like hey here's music for music's sake you know like yeah yeah and i will say one thing you know uh, for a lot of the listeners out there i mean when you see 88 you might think of the names of the roster right like joji nikki brian or whatnot but you know, my experience working with 88, there's so many talented visual artists behind the scenes, photographers, videographers, directors, you know, marketing, branding, graphic designers, like all the flyers you see, the merch, the collaborations. And I think that part is really amazing, too. And I feel like that, you know, that's something that I really respect y'all because y'all really go out and find these cats. And there's a lot of young people, you know, that get brought onto these projects. Mm, yeah. Um, and so one of these questions here uh, says, I currently work at a small film production company, but I'm starting to look into entertainment consulting. Do you guys have any advice on that front? Entertainment consulting, that's, that sounds broad as fuck, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that. Entertainment consulting. I want to be entertainment Is that consulting. like, yeah. what, just like, hey, fam, what do you think? Uh, let me tell you what I think. <laughs> Not, uh, shout out that person. Yeah, but like, what? Like, I would say, like, bro, I don't even know how to answer that one. That is broad. That sounds like some shit, like, I'll make up for my own title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess if, if entertainment consulting, it's like you would need mad experience to have do entertainment consulting. <laughs> like, it's just uh, weird to be like I'm gonna be an entertainment consultant, yeah. consultant without experience. Like that's your entry point. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's like Martin Scorsese. That that motherfucker's an entertainment consultant. He can say that shit. People like that. I, I will tell you, there are a lot of like you know. I I, I know you know this, Sean. We've worked with people who do consult and who um, have a lot of experience in certain worlds. That when we're trying to do collaborations and stuff. 
and usually they come from they have a huge resume or a history right sorry sorry what was the question no <laughs> i was just saying like a lot of the people that do consulting or we tend to work with whether it's like 88 trying to learn more about this industry this to to do a project in it's usually working with people who have mad experience in that field or have a resume or yeah they've already done a bunch of collaborations in the past but even that's hard to read because there's also mad bullshit oh yeah the, you know, there's mad bullshit motherfuckers that you, you take a chance on and you don't get much on return there as far as, you know, an in or network, it's you know, a lot. but <laughs> like, there's a lot of, a lot of yeah, consultants yeah. and, uh, you know, and they do have merit and they do have experience. They might just, yeah. when you're a consultant in our experience, it's like you have so many different things going on typically, like they're not focused on right. you. And so, you know. And, and it's also just like, you, so you get a sliver of potential, like some, some dimes, some knowledge, but, uh, the actual right. work is, uh, is limited typically, but look, I mean, there's That's some, true. there's also some people that have like helped us, um, just by merit of wanting to try to help us. And they've been, they've changed our lives. You know, they've changed the game for the company. 100%. Like, yeah. you know, look like, like two years ago, we had aspirations of, we, we would love to make a movie or be like, have like tell a story on screen, but we didn't know how to do that, you know? So like even yeah. working with, even you yourself, man, like all the progress that you've made in the past year to 18 months is insane, bro. Like you're, you're like everywhere. Yeah. And like, you know, I think that you've really, it's, it's really like dope to see like how you just like, you know, really just embody, it's like, it's like a natural thing. All the things that you're doing from stand up to podcast hosts uh, of shows, like, you know, and I'm sure you're going to be doing acting more. It's like, that's, it seems like you're calling, bro, you know, and like, you're, you're like fulfilling all that stuff. And so I think for us too, like for film and stuff like that, we have, we have amazing stories that we want to tell on screen. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about that. Cause one, that is one of the questions where, you know, where, where do you, what other projects beyond music is 88 rising kind of going towards and i don't know how deep you want to go into this but i think um people are curious and i know i've been working with you on stuff and there's been a lot of uh exciting kind of projects in the works you know I, i'm not going to go specific but i mean how much you want to share about it i think that uh at the core of everything that we're doing right now because like there's music and that's what people might know us for but you know, it's kind of going back to your original question of like, hey, do we have aspirations beyond just the art? And art is always going to be inherently part of everything that we do. But I think that, um, you know, we just want to be able to do it in different mediums. And sometimes, and I think that we've realized this, is that we don't want to be beholden to all those who control the pipes, the distribution pipes. And like, that's how we started, is just being rogue and doing things ourselves. Like, super DIY on some punk rock, like, like mentality. And I think that if we can do that um, in other mediums, that's great. But we also understand the importance of having our own pipes. Like, and so, yeah, to your point, you know, you're, you're working on some of this stuff. It's like, you know, we want to be able to have our own, like build our own other platforms so that we can put people on them, you know, plain yeah. and simple. And uh, I will say that, Shit, I, I wish I could talk about it, but like, <laughs> I know, this, this shit is gonna be tight, and it's gonna be amazing, and it's uh, something historic that you know 
I think is going to be really important because we're going to be able to do like create so many different programs and shows through this, through this thing. And so, you know, there's definitely some exciting stuff in the works, um, you know, from TV to film, um, yeah, I mean, there's something that's going to be announced in a whole nother medium, like in a month or in so. Month. It's going to be yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, uh, is is expanding to Europe on ADH roadmap? That's a question from somebody. Um, I think that, I mean, like, first of all, we have a lot of fans across Europe. You know, I think that um, it's such a dope place. I think that uh. When we when you say expand, if we ever have an office there, that would be amazing because I'll post up in Paris or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that's a dream. (laughs) But I guess maybe I mean they're talking about maybe working with some European artists. Oh hell yeah, we we have um, we have a couple things going on with like you know Russian artists. Um, you know there's there's some uh we're we're working with like a Swedish artist right now. Um, so yeah, I mean it's all natural, man. Like, bro, like. It's it's whatever comes our way. It doesn't matter where you're from. We're working with like a bunch of Latin Latin music artists right now, and it's all just like Sick. love and respect. Like, I don't know if you saw like Jay Balvin's like architecture video of his home. Oh, so sick! So his that place is like one of the best celebrity cribs I've ever seen. Okay. I, I, we talked about this, and I told you he dropped the bar on that. He was like, I don't I don't have any art in my house because my house is art. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that shit was a fucking. Bo- but it made sense. Yeah. Like, if you see his place, that completely makes sense. Oh yeah, that that whole thing is a piece of art. Yeah, man, dude. I I, um, I just like you kind of like look at how like no houses can really compare to that shit anymore. It's like you just, shit was crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. It's but crazy. it's what's dope about that, and it's also dope. Like what you know, we're working with Wu Tang right now a lot on a lot of different initiatives, and um, mm-hmm. I think that like we don't we don't seek each other out we just come together somehow. We're not seeking each other out. It's just like naturally we come together because I think that, and, and same thing with like Jay Balvin or something where he has a deep appreciation of, of you know, like in his case, like Japanese modern architecture. And like, yeah. you know, that's how we're like, oh dude, like why don't we, why don't we continue and tell, tell, cause like, you know, Architectural Digest is very like high level. It's like on a flex, right? But yeah. like if we yeah. can maybe do something together where we go deeper into those who kind of trailblaze this 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 style and like you know have other have other elements to it of what he appreciates of say in his case Japanese culture super dope and then dude who knows like I think that's then a, we'll do a song. that's so important we'll do, you know? that's so important we have these voices in in those communities to understand like we have such appreciation for each other's cultures you know someone like a voice like Jay Balvin can change so much perspective. Um, whether it's in the Latin community to even the Asian community about each other's communities, yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's literally these bridges that that can be built. Um, all right, we're, we're not we're not going to go too much longer, but I do want to try to maybe take a call or two, Tony. If there's any questions from anybody around the world, okay, there's no callers. <laughs> Sorry, Damn. all right, that's fine. But we got but we got a lot. I, it's it's because people be shy. They're just sending in like questions through email and stuff. So we got we got some email questions here. Um, let me see. Uh, let's just take, uh, so where do you see 88 in the next five to 10 years? Um, shit. I have no idea, bro. <laughs> I think, um, I, mean, I don't want to be like a, just, this, this like, you know, media mogul type person. 
Like I'm just creative, right. bro. And like, as long as we are making stuff that we appreciate, then um, I'm happy. I think that to your point, like, and, and things that we've been talking about is like, hopefully we can continually build our own um, means of distribution and platforms and stuff like that so that we don't have to wait on anybody to tell us yes or no or if something's good enough, you know, like, um, that's something that's really important to me. And I think that we, we, we can do it because, you know, we've, we've been doing that. And so we will do it. Is, is that tough? Like when so many huge companies or corporations or labels come to you, you know, with promises of different things for you to kind of be like, we want to keep it and we want to have control of this thing and we don't want to lose that. But I'm sure they're promising you the fucking world on a silver platter and shit, you know? Oh yeah. Is that like hard to balance those decision making, you know, like, cause it's, you know, I get it. It's not like they're just coming like just with money, but they are offering these pipelines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like a big part of it because everybody at the end of the day has the same capabilities, right? Like if they, if they want to, and the thing to kind of figure out and filter out is how much do they want to? Like how much do they really believe where, like how, how, how big is the passion for trying to help us? You know, like everybody says that they understand us. Like it's yeah. really funny. Like a lot of, um, a lot of labels always tell us and like people in the industry that there's all these people like creating, like creating new companies and, 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 and things saying we're going to be the 88 rising for this. We're going to be the 88 right, rising right. for that, which is really dope to hear that um, that maybe we've we've um, created a cool example, like a template. Yeah. Like this is yeah yeah, but like there is no template for this shit because like you know it, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. It's not it's not easy, but that's so easy to it's say. So easy to We're say, just gonna yeah, be like, this we're be the 88 <laughs> rising for for whatever you know. It's like um, for food. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> bro. My hair is so gray because of this shit, man. You know. Uh, yeah, I feel like since I met you, your hair has gotten more gray. <laughs> oh man, it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, like that—that's the whole thing. And it's like, you know, like the the passion, the the business will always be there. But like, do you have the passion to truly help us? And you know, I think uh, yeah, I think that that's 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 something that we always kind of kind of look at. Yeah, yeah, and there's like this huge like cultural element of like asian voices right that that has a big part of this integral level to keep i guess yeah i mean like you know a lot of it kind of goes back to to how when we step to to people in asia to try to work together like the differences that the differences of communication and how they receive it from between us and another major label you know it's us that's you know it's us like you know speaking like in the same language, same terms, it's like, you know, we're versus somebody else just trying to be a vulture really. And just trying to do, yeah. you know, oh, you got, they look at everything as like numbers. It's all data to them. There's no, there's no bigger purpose. So, um, you know, I think that that's the obvious difference with us, frankly. Well, that's what's up, Sean. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I want to thank everybody who joined on this live and chat. You can, of course, hear this on all the platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube um, tomorrow. 
Um, but thanks, Sean. I appreciate you, man. I think a lot of every day since I've met you and what what you've built, like I've been getting so many messages from people and young people just constantly like asking me about 88, whether it's like to get a job there or work yeah. there or how much they're inspired yeah. by 88. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which I is great too, everybody. because like we are, I, we're nothing without, without everybody, you know, and like we're all together, you know, we're all in this together. So, um, you know, I just, I just hope that we can continually make everybody proud and, um, yeah. you know, that's, that's really, it's really simple. And, and let me tell you guys, you know, uh, it's, it's not so far fetched. Like if you go to job websites, they have 88 rising job posts. Like you can actually apply for jobs. You don't got you know, you know, to flood, flood, uh, dumb DM. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't worry about it. There's not that many people in the chat. <laughs> no, no, there's, I mean, I'm just saying there are opportunities there at the company. You just have to have the right skill traits you know and like uh, the, to to get the job done and um i appreciate you because i've definitely forwarded you people you know who um, have different types of skills in what you were looking for and you hit me up all the time do you know this dude for this job or whatnot and like you know give a lot of opportunities for cats and, and you just like you just like keep you just automatically just push forward with it you know what i'm saying like it's not like a huge process that's because i so. trust you bro i don't trust many people <laughs> <laughs> i know i know i got i gotta be careful with that card now i can't just be throwing randos, randos I know, you, lose, you lose the trust uh real quick i know i can't lose that card i can't lose it yeah yeah sean i appreciate you, you brother man, man. Um, love you bro uh wait what are what are some uh this uh 88 releases coming up okay so we have nikki uh moonchild on september 10th and then joji uh just two weeks later so um you know Sick. it's all it's all we're all working every single day on this and um yeah man i mean hopefully hopefully the world receives it and takes it and loves it yeah and there's some big stuff uh in october uh we can't talk about now but i'm part of as well and, and there's gonna be some exciting stuff with 88 um coming out in different mediums oh yeah man uh look out for the 88 broadway show let's go, no, <laughs> let's go. the play all right. Um, all right. Thanks, Sean. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Tune in next week for another episode of Fun with Dumb. Peace. See ya.